big or small as you like. I'm a man in his mid-thirties. I can't be going around buying a packet of ice buns. Unusually violent. How'd you find me now? Hello and welcome to How'd You Like Me Now, the podcast where we go back and watch the best of kids TV. With me as always is Will. Hello. (laughs) And I'm Liz. 99 times you've heard me do that (laughs) and you couldn't even get the wording the same. I didn't get it right, did I? No. Oh, I should have practised. You caught me completely off guard that. I I know, I know. I wish this was a visual one because the look of shock on my face. You did look shocked. You you tricked me as well because you were like, oh, should we do some silence first? I was like, yeah, yeah, get some room noise because we normally do. Yeah, yeah, we're professionals. I I was composing myself. You just went straight into it. Mm. Oh, my God. Okay, well, okay. Yeah, all right, all right. Change change it up. It's your throne now. You still want to do it, don't you? Well, I am. I am. I mean, I'm a little disappointed. I said hello when you just looked at me and Mm -hmm. not what the hell is your game. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's going to be one of those episodes. Well, maybe. Well, anyway. Anyway, Liz, it, I'm taking back control. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Liz, it, well said. It is our hundredth episode. I don't think I said that. Okay, it's our hundredth episode. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred, one hundred episodes, including this one. One hundred episodes we've done, Liz, of, of looking back at kids' TV. And I'll be honest, my immediate takeaway is. There's a lot of kids' TV yeah. in the 80s and 90s. Because sometimes I think we're running low on things to watch, and then there'll just be something that comes along, and I think, how have we not done this? You yeah. know? And Art Attack is one of those things. Well, this is a heavy hitter, and we, you know, we, we've, we've been, been saving this for a special occasion. This is like, you yeah. know, that, that bottle of, of um, champagne we've got that sits in the cupboard under the stairs. Makes us sound really posh. <laughs> well, it was a present we got given when when we um, got married, and uh, it's still there. And it's it's. I mean, really, we should sort of like we, we should get on that because you know it's going to be a good vintage. Does it get better with age? Cheap champagne. I, I mean, I don't think it's that cheap. Uh, All right, then. It's, you know, this is this is quite reason reasonable champagne. This is you know, it's a high quality, I and mean, it's not like Dom Perignon or. Well, something this is like a special that. occasion. Crack it out. Well, okay, let's get it and let's get We're on. Definitely with not it. doing that. No, I, 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 I mean, I, it is a special occasion, but I can't be on champagne. No, no, you, you have a weird reaction to fizzy. I have a very low tolerance for alcohol, so when you say weird reaction. That reaction is drunk after half a glass. Yes, true. But I mean, it's especially heightened when it comes to like sparkling wines and. Yes, fizz. everyone knows the fizzy things. They get you drunk quicker. Yes, it's they bubbles do. or something. I they don't do. know. So raise a glass, good people, to the to Art Attack. Um, oh, I would love it if uh, if people drink along with this episode. Oh, I love if people drink along with all our episodes. Uh, ideally, the people that don't listen to this while they're driving. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. That's that's no, not no. good. That's not a good idea. But we've we've already had our celebrations, haven't we? Because we had a little party for this. Uh, we did this we, episode. We did indeed. We went away and we had a little party, and uh, it was grand old time was had. Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah. We'll be telling you more about that later. There's so much to pack into this. Episode. Oh my god, this is this is jam packed full of content, people. Did you remember? How every Art Attack episode starts. To my great shame, I did not. This is an Art Attack. This is an Art Attack. This is Art Attack. And then sirens, klaxons, art supplies flying at you. Yeah. Yeah. And always pencil and paper alert. Yeah, pen and paper alert. Yeah, un. Always un. Un. Not and, un. Un. Because it's cool and for kids. Well, it is. And I think that's something, you know, there's always talk about things we should bring back from the 90s. Yeah. I think that's one of them. 
replacing and with un. Oh, you were a fan of that, weren't you? Yeah, fish and chips. Toys are us. I think just single letters. How do you feel about Zs instead of Ss? Do you have that back? Maybe, but I think you've got to have minimum two on the end of any word where you're replacing an S. What? No, that's not how it works. Minimum two? Yeah. I know that's... That's, that's that's a change I'd make. That's how I'd update it for the modern day. So if someone's writing, like, skills with a Z, add two Zs. <laughs> add two Zs? Yeah. Oh, you're mad. <laughs> that can't... That can't fly. It's, it's a proposal, Liz. I'm putting it out there, and the universe can either agree or disagree. No one's doing that. We've got character limits now, Will. Oh, that's We're true. We're going down in letters, not up. Yeah, that's true. Come on, man. Think <laughs> with your head. Right. Just because this is the 100th episode doesn't mean we didn't do our usual thing. We watched the first ever episode, and I'm really glad we did, because I've watched I've watched tons of Art Attack for this episode. Mm-hmm. We ended up watching things from all over the place, but we did start at the very first episode, which is what year? 1990. 1990. And um, I was so glad we did, because can I tell you something that used to annoy me, right? Go for it. He had this amazing set of giant art supplies. And all he used to do that I could remember was sort of vaguely walk out from behind it. And I was like, why does he never play with the set that he's on? But back in 1990, he did. He's jumping on the paint palette. He slides down the huge sketch pad that's in the background. He did play with the set. Oh, yeah. Why did that stop? I don't know. He had great fun with it. And the thing is, because I assumed... Rightly or wrongly, that was one of those things that kind of came into being a bit later on. Like no, that's of, there, isn't it? Yeah, and it looks, it's immediately like pulls you straight in like, wow, this is going to be a lot of fun. Because what's more fun than giant art supplies? Shit's on Tony Hart, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, that, let's, let's face it, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. You know, Tony Hart was the, like, the thing in art for kids. Yeah, he was the king. He was the king. But he's been unseated in the first episode. Yes, that's Because we've got giant art supplies and this man is jumping on them. <laughs> he is. I mean, and the thing is, you... We haven't can- even said his name yet. Ne- say his name. Neil Buchanan. <laughs> Neil Buchanan has arrived. <laughs> the man, the legend. No, he uh, he comes in with so much energy, though. Yeah. And... That's, it's what you expect from Buchanan. Yeah, 100%. We've, we've mentioned him on this podcast twice, I think. Yes, we have, Zap actually. and Finders Keepers we've watched. Yep. Um, which were his other shows that I remember. And we love him. We, I've, I've, if you think there's going to be any slander of Neil Buchanan in this episode, you're wrong. There's not. You're no You're in chance. the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. We love that man. We are all about the Buchanan-verse here. Yeah. He's excellently... Coiffured at this point in time, 1990, the 80s, uh, still in memory. So the hair is big. Yeah. I mean, this is feather cut. It is. It's high. It is. I mean, and the thing is, but it is feather cut and high, bouffant, but it still looks better than other. I mean, I'm thinking of like Pat Sharp in the same sort of time. Yeah. I mean, Pat Sharp, you know, he did his thing and it's dated terribly. Yeah. Buchanan always looks good. Oh, he does. I mean, the thing is here as well, because the image I have of Neil Buchanan, I think, is from a few years later where the hair's short and he's wearing the big red crew neck jumper. Yeah. But here, he's wearing, like, the stonewashed jeans. He's got, like, the high-top trainers. He's got a red denim jacket with the collar turned up and the big bouffant. The man looks great. It's a look I would wear now if I could pull it off. Would you? Yeah. I was watching. That was my first thought was, I want those trainers and I want that red denim jacket. I wish there were other 
fanciers of men here, I don't know what we call them now, you know, straight women, gay men, whatever, mm-hmm. um, the bisexuals, they're all allowed. Uh, I wish there were <laughs> others here that I could ask whether they ever had a crush on Neil Buchanan, because uh, everyone knows I'm a horny beast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I I fancy people left, right and centre, but I honestly never did with Neil Buchanan. Right. And I don't think it's because he didn't have a sex appeal, but I think there is something I find just very, I don't know, calm and trustworthy about him. He you is know? a calming presence. He's a calming presence. And I, I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what I wanted, but it wasn't that. I was, I was very much on Neil Buchanan is my friend, he is my mentor. I, it, I wouldn't sully the relationship I have with Neil Buchanan by putting sex into it. Also, I was like six. But <laughs> as we've seen in other episodes, you know, I, I, I watched this for years. It could have developed, but it didn't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting what you say about Neil Buchanan being your friend. I think I can point to the root of that. Yeah. Well, he does this a lot, and I'd forgotten he does this. Every now and then, he sort of goes to the camera come here and pulls him in close like he's a confidant like he's telling you a secret yes absolutely he introduces loads of these like hey you want to try this thing it's like really yeah yeah does this ever bother you you could try this he does do that and i love it yeah it's great it's Mm. great because it does feel then he's like he's talking just to you as listener not like just generic hey here's because the thing is, it's, it's not like an open audience. There's no audience there. It's just him in the studio. But you feel like it's just you and him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm, exactly. It's, mm. it's a bit of one-on-one art tutelage. That's what you want. Yeah, so this first ever episode, I was expecting big things from the first ever art attack. And I don't know if it really delivered. It's, what, it's weird, isn't it? Because you might think like, oh, did the art attacks start really elaborate and then they couldn't think of any ideas ran out of ideas i think it's the opposite i think they started they maybe didn't have like the resources and the ideas and actually as it developed they thought of masses of things to do yeah whereas what we start with here is putting paint in eggshells it is i mean this is did you get did you get excited about this art attack? I mean, I I, I did when I realised what because the thing is I did because it's messy and it's explosive. Okay. It awoke the inner child in me of like, ooh. For, and the thing is, it's a great thing to start on because yeah, kids love making mess, and yeah. this is a great explosive way to make mess. I think he introduces it this little bit though as I have a problem, mm. and then Christens. I'm the one thing I'm not sure about this is the name for this. So basically, what he's doing, he's getting eggshells. Yeah. Emptying them out by cut, by cutting a hole in them, I don't know how, and getting the egg out. without Just tapping cracking, the top off. Just tapping the top off. And then washing them out and then filling them with paint. And he calls this plop art. Well, he drops them, doesn't he? And yes. they do a big splat. The name, strangely enough, was the only thing I was on board with. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't a messy kid, but the idea of just making mess didn't really excite me because... I think I want to control what the art is going to look like in the end. And in this, all you get is like the same thing as if you dropped your dinner. It's a splat. But when he said he called it plop art, I was like, I'm on board. Okay. I don't even like puns that much, but that is a pun, right? Yeah, it is. On pop art. Yeah. Plop art. Yes. It's funny. It is funny. Plop's a good word. Plop is a good word. You can't argue with plop, Will. I mean, plop is a good word. It's not my favourite euphemism for for, um, shit, but... You know, it's, it's up it's, there. It's up there. It's <laughs> he, um, 
it's he, he sort of he, so he sets this up and tells you what to do, and then he demonstrates in a lot of ways with a catchphrase, which is him yelling "plops away," which. No, I'm, that made you less on board with. It plop. did make me less on board with plops. Right, um, I think just you know. I, what about when he's at the end did the ultimate plop? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I feel like I've done the ultimate plop before when I've, I've had too many nights on the Guinness. Mm. Um, you know, we've all we've all been there. We haven't. I don't drink Guinness, so I've never done a Guinness okay. plop. Yeah, it's you know, I've been to Cheltenham Gold Cup before, spent. Good 12 hours just drinking Guinness, not eating anything, betting a bit of money. And then, yeah, when you when you you do the ultimate plop, it really... Do you ever shout out plops away? No, there's very little you can shout at the time. You just mm. hang on for dear life and hope you survive. I sometimes sing the Lord's Prayer. Do you? Yes. Really? I've never heard this. We'll have a, doing very quiet. We'll have a dip- difficult plop, yeah. <laughs> you reach out for holy assistance. I do, yeah. No, genuinely. People are going to think I'm having a laugh. but um, I do. <laughs> no. Well, the, the problem that I have, people don't, I don't always go into my medical conditions, but um, I have, it's quite easy for me to faint, right? Yes. And also I have IBS and like um, lots of foods trigger, you know, quite, you know, big reactions in me. So I do, I, I genuinely sing the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> I sing the Lord's Prayer to keep me conscious. Wow. I can sing it for you now, in the way that I do when I have a difficult plot. Please do, like yeah. A father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I have got a second verse, but I really think people will be switching off in their droves. Wow. If, if that isn't edited out, I w- I'll really question your choices. That, yeah, yeah, I'm unexpected. Um, I, we've been together 12 years, and yes. this, is, this is brand new information for I'm me. sure I've told you this before. Certainly you hearing, don't listen. It, hearing it is new. Oh, um, right. Well, and I see it quietly. It's just for me. Okay. Just for personal use. <laughs> don't even believe in God, but I just... But, they taught it to us at school. And so in that moment of desperation, it's the only thing that comes. Right, okay. It's that deep-seated memory you reach out to and it's there. Anyway, we didn't tell people what the ultimate plop actually is. We went off in a very odd direction that yes. I don't think people appreciate. Yes, the ultimate plop. He gets up on a like a cherry picker or a huge crane or whatever Yeah, with a balloon filled with... I presume it must be poster paint. Because... Filled with paint, although he does say in the other thing he could use ink, yes. which really gave me the fear. Like, I am i don't even have kids, but saying to kids, fill eggs with ink and then drop them from a great height. Because oh, when he does it, it goes off the side of his huge like A1 paper. There's no way to control it. Oh, it gave me the fear. Anyway, he goes up on this cherry picker thing mm-hmm. and drops a, a huge balloon filled with all this quivering paint or ink or whatever it is. And it does go for miles. Yeah. It is impressive. I'll it, give him that. If It is very impressive. I mean, the size of the paper he's got, is, it's huge. It's an, it's an enormous, it must be like a, a, like a, a king-size flat sheet opened out or something like that. I would say it's like two sheets next to each other, yeah. two like bed sheets next to each other. And he's just dropping balloons full of paint all over it and yeah 
makes an enormous... It's, this is just, you know, wish fulfilment time for Neil Buchanan. <laughs> like, can I, you know, go to an airstrip to make a big mess? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, I think, in all this. It does seem like there's an element of how can we have the most fun possible making this show? Yeah, yeah. In all this. And, and everything but I is... think that's the, the idea with kids' shows, isn't it? If they're having fun, the kids are having fun. Yeah, absolutely. But that bit isn't the big art attack. That is just part... You know, that's just demonstrating the regular art attack on a bigger scale because there were different elements that made up the art attack episodes mm. and they're all here right from the beginning so the big art attack was always usually at the end wasn't it yeah it's towards the end yeah and it the is last in this thing, e- nearly the last thing yeah and it is in this episode as well and then there were little bits that we had in between and one of those was the head mm-hmm. and i said to you i couldn't remember if it was there right from the beginning yeah no i couldn't either i i'd only remembered like the rubber head like the one that's clearly a puppet this, that's the one everyone will remember. That's one everyone. This head from the first series is just one person with a hole cut through a wall and a pillar in front of them. They're painted just flat grey with yeah. like a laurel wreath around their head, and they're just—I don't know—they're talking like it was a very low energy performance. It was. It's a very strange introduction to the head because we're in a sort of museum art gallery. And there's a guard wandering around, um, but he has no lines. He just walks past, and this head comes alive when he can't see. But he doesn't really come that alive, does he? No. That actor, I don't know what they briefed him, you know, (laughs) but they must have said to him, give us nothing. Give us no energy. Deliver these lines like it's five to five on Friday, and you cannot, you cannot, muster up the energy to give a shit see now i think it's because they they've gone there's there's a gallery attendant going round in his security guard's uniform you have to not be spotted by him that's your motivation so everything is delivered very quickly and quietly but it does kind of kill the energy killed it killed it stone dead did you get any of what he was saying no not at all it seems to be just a very quick recap of what you need to do but I don't know. There's a weird way in his voice. It's almost like he's that bloke behind the bar in a London boozer at like 11 in the morning. It's just like, yeah, do that, do that, do that. Done. Yeah. I don't know what you want to watch Art Attack for. I've uh, never seen it before. This is the first episode, but I reckon it'll be shit. <laughs> yeah. That's the energy he's got. That's the energy. Yeah. Very weird. Very I'm weird. not surprised that they changed it because I always hated the head, but... I'm very glad. Now I've seen what the alternative was. Mm. I'm glad they went with that rubber guy. Yeah, it is a step up. It a is... massive, massive yeah. leaps and bounds up. Because I'm with you. I didn't really like the head. Mm. Uh, I had a, a housemate at university who could do a perfect impression of the head. Because, the because head. he had its face already. He did, yeah. So he would just put his hands around his neck and just wave his head wildly around in a circle. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a very good impression. I mean, Georgia on Twitter said that the head is all she can remember from Art Attack. So- I, th- I, th- I find that incredible. <laughs> because, yes, it's one of the things you do remember, but I think, like, if that's if that's the only part you remember, that's my least favourite bit. Well, that's the thing. I, I agree. I think it isn't a favourite, but I think it does really stick with you. The head really stands out for some reason. I think it's it's because it's hated so much. I think the second head. Maybe, but I think we'll come back to him. We'll come back to him in the second episode that we watched when he is the rubber guy and we should talk about it because yeah. I think now I'm an adult, I've started to appreciate why he's there. Anyway, 
so the other parts um, in this episode, we get a little drawing lesson with Neil Buchanan where he's doing like cartoon expressions, which I thought was really nice. It's like, it's the sort of skills you want when you're a kid, isn't it? And you're just figuring out how to do cartooning or drawing or whatever. Absolutely. I mean, I thought this was really good because I thought, I think back on these art shows and, you know, this, we watched bits of, but I always remember them as being quite intricate projects you need to have loads of things for Mm. and this actually is just a yeah this is just a how to draw bit but a fun light how to draw thing yeah and he says he's going to do a series and like there's going to be other you know skills to learn and i thought it's really nice yeah so this one's just on eyebrows and mouths and how you change angles you can create different expressions but it's a great little thing to the next part though i right completely broke something for me because neil buchanan i think is the only person i thought had ever been in that set Mm-hmm. You don't see anyone else, do you? No, you don't. Except here, they bring in a man with a chainsaw. They do. And I mean, it's it's quite a move to do it. You know, I feel like they, I feel like maybe they did this kind of stuff later on, but yeah, not in the studio. It does seem unnecessary for him to be in the studio. It's just in the studio with a chainsaw and a log. Mm-hmm. Not the sort of logs we mentioned before. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a, a wooden log. And it, yeah, he takes a chainsaw to it and... Cuts, cuts, you know, like little lines into it, and you can't really tell what's going on, what it's going to be, but he's cutting parts away. And then at the end, he just sort of pulls off the part that he's cut and turns it the other way around, and it's a tiny chair. It's a tiny four-legged chair, which he's got from a single stump. It's very, it's very clever how he does it. I wonder whether it's appropriate for kids. I mean, yeah, it's not. There the wasn't of... a flashing sign saying "Don't try this at home," but I mean, what is it teaching them? Well, I, yeah, I, I feel like maybe you didn't need the flashing sign. I think the assumption is most kids at home don't have a chainsaw. But why? Why show it to them then? I think for the simple message, dream big. Dream big. When you grow up, you might be able to cut a tiny chair from a log with a chainsaw. Yes, if Isn't... you keep at it. I mean, ultimately, it's it's mess and destruction again, which if you're the kind of kid who's into that, great. Chainsaws are cool. They're dangerous. Yes, they are cool and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Which is why Neil Buchanan couldn't handle it. He had to call in another person. <laughs> so we've had that. Now, the next one he goes to, for me, this is not a winner. Consign this to history. Yeah, because he's talking about like light and shadow. And I thought, okay, that's good, because this, this is a thing you need to know in art. If you're going to do portraiture of things, is light and shadow. And so he takes a photo of Princess Diana. Immediately dates it, doesn't it? It does immediately because date it. This anything with Princess Diana where people treat her as just a random celebrity dates something so much. Yeah. It does absolutely. I mean and yeah, so he he's playing around with like the shadows and he's like, Okay, you take put a piece of tracing paper over, take a pen, draw around all the dark parts then take another pen, draw around all the light parts, and then use three colours to fill in all those areas yeah. with a light, medium, and a dark colour to get like a psychedelic negative. He, he calls, calls it, it a psychedelic negative. I think it looks weird. It doesn't look like Princess Diana after he's finished it. No. And it's, you know, in three random colours. I don't know. It's sort of almost like, do you remember when there was like that Obama thing that was in like red, white, and blue? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, it's a bad version of that. Which, you know, that was a goer. People liked it. Yeah, true. See, you wouldn't be tracing round something you cut out of a magazine now, would you? You'd be, you know, you just get, do it on a filter. But this is back when, you know, you had to 
manually filter things. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we used to call it, kids. Yep, that's manually filtering. Manual filter. One day we'll have this on a smartphone. What's a smartphone? No idea. You know, the, I, I, just the other day, I showed my whole family a filter that puts a very convincing beard on your face, right? Showed the whole family. They're all amazed by it. Back then, what did we do? We drew moustaches on in Biro. That's, that's right. all we had. That's all we had. You did that. We wanted to filter things. You blacked out a couple of teeth. Exactly. You put an arrow through the head. Yeah. Those, those were our filters. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the quick art attacks? I had forgotten them until they flashed up. No, I loved these. Okay. Because they were always like a little series. So you'd get multiple versions of the same thing. This episode, they have hands that are painted to look like animals. Mm. And so they come on and then they sort of, you know, do a movement like a like you would for shadow puppets or whatever. Yeah. But I I, I remember I remember some others. The other episode that we watched, the later episode, wasn't my favourites. They were just sort of stencils that he was painting over. One of my favourites I always remember is where they threw on some little bits of paper mm-hmm. and then they would some hands would come in and rearrange them and then it would be an animal. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's definitely like loads of others, but like you would see one like um, early on in the episode, and then when it came around again, you'd be like, "Oh, what's going to be this time?" And try and get. I I just thought it was a nice little thing to break up. Yeah, and it's nice. It's more content. This is the thing. Yeah, you've got to have a lot of content to be a good kids show. These episodes were packed with content. Absolutely, you're getting value for money. What did you think of the first ever big art attack? We're there now. The first ever big art attack. I mean, it's it's a fairly simplistic one, but it is effective. It's it's a bit shit. It's it's a, it's it is impressive, right? It's a bit. I, I think I see what you said earlier on about it being like trying to figure things out. It is a little element of that because yeah. what happens is Neil's there. There's a load of um, golden retrievers. Yep, and he's got toilet roll. So it's, it's an obvious Andrex thing. Yeah, and he rolls out the toilet roll to make the outline of a dog. Yeah, and does he use a dog's bed for the nose? Yeah, I think he uses a dog's bed to do a black nose for it. And it yeah. looks like the dog from... It looks like the Dulux dog. Yeah, so there's a couple of problems with that, isn't it? Because he's, he's got a different type of dog there. Yeah. He obviously couldn't do that one in the loo roll. And yeah, it is a really simple outline. The big artifacts improve so much from this. I love that the idea is there already. Yeah. Because everyone... I, I you know, somebody said they only remember the head. I only really, like, think of the big art attacks. Like, I, there's so much I do remember now I've been, like, you know, racking my brains. But the big art attacks were always what captured your imagination. No, absolutely. I mean, people really, really do like the big art attacks. And, and they're things that stick out. So, you know, the ones, the one where he had a cherry picker on and was, like, cut, doing it in the snow on a mountainside. So yes, wasn't it supposed to be the biggest ever? Yeah, I think it's Guinness World Record art attack yeah. where he's doing like a skiing scene. But because it's on a snowy field, he has to like retrace his steps really carefully. He one to not break up all the snow, and two to not get snow on the things that he's laying down. Yeah. And then Andy on Facebook said the one he remembers is um, the money. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. This is the one I remember. Yeah. yeah. The, so, yeah, he makes a giant... I can't remember what... Is it the Queen's head he it's makes? It's the Queen's head. Yeah. And he has to have... A, I assume this is true. He has to have a man there from the Bank of England um, because he's 
you know, borrowed this huge amount of cash. Yeah. So he lays out, it's just these these notes. There's nothing else in that art attack, which I love. I love when he does it all from one material. Mm-hmm. There are great ones, you know, like I remember one where he does like a footballer from all the like um, the kit and the, you know, things that are around uh, at the football field. But I do love the simplicity of he's only got one material. Yeah. And so, yeah, he makes this queen's queen's head and i think it i don't know i always remember that one i think of it as the quintessential peak big art attack yeah i think it's it's an amazing big art attack and and to be honest I, i'm encouraged although this one is simple i am encouraged now knowing that they go on and get bigger and better that they did this one i'm going no this is fun and this is a good idea yeah what else can we do let's push the envelope yeah there's just one last part to to talk about before we move on to something else right from mm-hmm. that episode which was like the the viewers like writing in or whatever yeah. or, or in this episode it's they've gone along to a school and got these kids who've done some art at their school to tell us about it and that what they've done is make heads from two they've got two pieces of cardboard yeah. so just cut like two 2d shapes then cut uh you know a, a slit down the middle and they slot them together in an x mm-hmm to make what they say is a 3D head, but clearly isn't 3D because it's just a cross shape. Yeah. Um, so it's a terrible art attack. <laughs> he demonstrates it in the studio and it looks just as bad as the kids. What I enjoyed was the kids introducing them because they were like, oh, my, my name's Anna and this is my head and it's got a bit of hair on it there, look. And then there's one kid that just goes... My name's David and I made a man and I gave him a hat because I didn't like him being bald. <laughs> I love that. I love what a what a takeaway. Could have done him with hair. No, no giving him a hat instead. Cover Just up the bald. Cover up the bald. Amazing. But when Neil does it in the studio, because these kids ones, they're about A4 sort of size. When Neil does it in the studio, it's almost as big as he is. Yeah. And he's got a giant pair of shades to hang on it as well. And I think the shades improve it. Yeah. He seem- he likes scaling up, doesn't he? He does. Scale up the set, scale up the art supplies, scale up your weird silhouette head. Now, we said this was a special episode. Yes. We watched Art Attack. Not only did we watch Art Attack, we also challenged each other to make some classic Art Attacks. Yes, we have. You set me to, unfortunately. I've only done the one. but um, are you, As always. As you know, always, I'm letting the side down. Letting the side down. I've done I've done two. Okay, so first up, I, you, you're going to show me because I've not really seen these. Well, We've done them apart. You've, you've slightly seen one of these because it's huge. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can see one now, which is, it is enormous. So this is... The you, Fantasy Castle? This is the Fantasy Castle that you set me, mm-hmm. and it employs a technique which I was very pleased to do, which is the PVA glue and loo roll, you know, cover over everything, and that will make it look all right. Yep. So um, we will see a bit of that in when we do our second episode. There's a, there's a project like that. Mm-hmm. But I was very glad to be able to actually try that. Now, I don't know why... I thought this would be better now I was an adult. I think I may genuinely have made this when I was a kid. Right, okay. And I think it was better then. <laughs> but I shall now present you with what you can obviously already see, because it's, would you say, about two foot tall? It's about two foot tall. Yeah, you've, okay. made it, you've made it very, very tall. Very tall. Too tall. Too tall, if anything. And see what you think of it. Okay, well, let's have a... a bit. Oh, my God, that looks amazing. That looks absolutely incredible, Liz. 
We'll have to photograph this and put it on Instagram or something. We definitely will. I mean, do you want to talk us through the construction techniques? I'll, I'll talk you through. I didn't want to stray from Neil Buchanan's original design. Right. So this is as close as I could to what he actually makes in the episode. So the fantasy castle is a cup <laughs> with a, a kitchen roll shoved in it and then <laughs> three loo rolls taped to the top. And then a rolled up cone of paper for the spires. That's where I went wrong. Couldn't get a cone the right um, width and height. They, but anyway. They are very tall spires. Very tall spires. Don't don't talk to me about cones. I tried to get it a, a bit shorter. <laughs> well, And then I just went with it. Um, and yeah, so you cover the whole thing, thing in PVA and loo roll, mm-hmm. which was definitely something that I did. I remember doing it for a snowman, definitely. But yeah. I think I may have done this one. Remember now, the problem was that there are some bits where it goes on very, very easily and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then there are other bits like joins where you just get a big clump of loo roll and you can't quite get it in there. And so then that bit doesn't dry and you end up panicking and painting over it. And then the paint is wet and the glue is wet. So don't look too closely right in the centre because <laughs> nobody needs to see that part. Um, but yeah, then he said to go over like the details in pen, which I've done. I think it improves the look. It honestly. does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I haven't done anything, you know, crazy with it. I've just done a proper PVA and loo roll project. And as I was doing it, I thought to myself, "Why am I a grown woman doing this? <laughs> there is no." point to this this fantasy castle is not useful for anything and what i came to the conclusion was i don't care because it was fun anyway that's the thing i think as adults we close ourselves off from doing things that have no point but actually you know it filled it filled an afternoon or two while i I was watching reality television (laughs) (laughs) who cares I, I tell you what, right, I think you've hit on something there. I think there's always this thing, like, most art things you get to do as an adult, recreationally, yeah. are shit, let's be honest. Right. It's either colouring books. Oh, yeah. Right? Or it's, like, life drawing classes. Or go and do some landscape. What's shit about a life drawing class? I would genuinely love to look at a stranger and be able to draw their genitals and that be a legitimate activity (laughs) right there's nothing shit about that apart from the fact that i'd have to leave the house and i can't really be asked um but there's there's, but there's the thing you don't get to do pappy and mashy fantasy castles as an adult no you don't someone out there is going to go this is a genius business idea just get just open up these things where adults can come along and do all the stuff they used to do as kids or they weren't allowed to do as kids because it was too messy yeah and just have a good old time with it Let's see your art attack, see if you enjoyed it as much as I did. Okay, well... Uh, uh, can I tell you why I chose mine? Of course. I chose to set you the screaming bookmark because I remember very, very clearly when this went out, the next day or the next week in school, everybody had made one. Like, it was like a craze. Like, we hadn't all talked about it and decided we were going to. Everyone just saw this and was like, I have to make one. And, you know, all the boys that were really good at cartoons had done really, really good ones. So we're all showing each other all our designs. And I, I have a very clear memory of thinking, this is so cool. Like, look at everybody's screaming bookmarks. Oh, I was a bit disappointed in mine. I think mine was a bit 
basic. I think I just did a dog or something. I don't think mine was particularly scary because it's supposed to be a sort of scary, you know, screaming bookmark. Mm-hmm. Um, and But all the boys that have done really cool ones, I think I thought they were a bit cooler as soon as they'd done them. So I'm, you know, I'm really going to judge you based on what you've chosen. Okay. Well, you, do you want to say what it is? Yeah, well, the, so the the screaming bookmark, it's, it's effectively a folded piece of card. It's like a Z-fold. It's like a Z-fold. You paint, you draw a face on it, and then when you pull the fold open, it the mouth opens up, and it's screaming You can put a scream shouting. or put a message in yeah. there or something. So the ones that Neil does, he does like a sort of a, quite a, a bruiser-looking kind of guy going, ah, he does like a skeleton going boo. He does a little cat with like them big fangs and everything else. And I thought in doing this, who do I know that's a big shouty person right. that would do this? So I've gone with a... He says you can do it with photos. I didn't. I've, I've gone with a celebrity, right? Okay. Um, so I'm going to show it to you, and then I'm going to show you the reveal, okay? So there it is. <laughs> now, I don't know if you want to describe to people what you're seeing. Well, I'm seeing quite, quite a, a good drawing, I think. Uh, is that Brian Blessed? It is Brian Blessed. That is absolutely fantastic. Shouting Gordon's alive. It is so good, Will. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, right? I'm dead pleased with this. You should be. I've done two of these now. Have you? I did, because I did one, and I wasn't happy with it, so I went back and redid it, and I've added on, like, the costume, and yeah, I... I'll be honest, I massively enjoy doing this. I'm super proud of it. Aww. I don't I don't think I made one of these as a kid. I'm now wishing I had. Yeah. But certainly I really want to actually this actually makes me want to do more stuff. More art things. More art things, yeah. Because I, I genuinely I'm really had... impressed with you. I will put it on um, social media. Yeah. But that I'm really impressed with what you've done there. That that is a good looking art attack. Well, thank you. I mean I had a great old time doing it. Now do you... usually I criticize like your um finishing skills you're sort of like no that's not fair is it (laughs) do i want to say that to my husband on a podcast usually i criticize your detail better better um but that is an incredibly high finish i would say well i mean to be honest this thing i started doing it and i went to town i've done all the little flecks in the beard you know i've done some flash lines around the shout i've even gone to the the trouble doing like feathers Mm. in the guard on his on his it's fantastic yeah i i haven't gone so good with my finishing on this one I, i was running out of time spent a lot of time on the fantasy castle a lot of glue everywhere um, so the other one that you set me, um, Neil sort of refers to it as a heart throb. It's it's a paper heart mm-hmm. with um, a, an arrow going through it, and that arrow is movable to reveal somebody that you've got a crush on. Um, and he has a picture of um, a gladiator. It's not Jet, it's Sharon Davies. What was her gladiator name? Can't remember. Anyway, she was a gladiator and a swimmer. But... Print media not being so big now. <laughs> I didn't have a um I didn't have any pictures to cut out of any celebrities. You know, there's no radio times here. No. I have nothing to, to cut out. So I had to do a drawing. Now I'm not much for drawing, but I have drawn someone in here. And I had to think long and hard about who to put in the heart. 
Because I thought, well, I could put you, my husband, the most attractive man in the world, obviously. But then I thought that's a bit disgusting and gross. (laughs) Um, And then I thought there's lots of people we've, you know, we've mentioned before as like, you know, attractive people. For for a long time, Tosh from The Bill was my top choice. Wow, okay. Um, But I thought, you know, who's someone that both me and Will could be happy with? Right. Right, okay. Now, I'm going to reveal to you this celebrity... And I want you to guess from my crude line drawing <laughs> who it is. I'm almost certain that you can't guess. Okay. But I want you to I want you to try. Do you want to reveal it to yourself? Because it's quite I will. small. Oh my god. Okay. Now, my first thought, is that Gordon Burns? No. That is so close. Oh my god. Okay, I'm really Do you know? No, I don't. I'm really sorry. It's uh, Will, you don't need to be sorry. I don't expect you to get this. I just I just wanted I just wanted you to read my mind and get this celebrity. A nineties celebrity. A nineties celebrity. Close to Gordon Burns in that he has a similar sort of job. Okay, so I'm looking at potentially a quiz show host. Um from the nineties. Who's the bloke who presented the Krypton Factor? Gordon Burns. Um, no, going for gold then. Henry, Henry Kelly. Kelly. He's. I met. I meant Henry Kelly. I meant Henry <laughs> oh, Kelly. Oh, did you? I did. I meant Henry <laughs> Kelly. It's Henry Kelly from Going for Gold. I, thought, I was like thinking. I was like, I don't know why, but I was like, oh, it's the guy from Going for Gold, Gordon Burns. No, it's Henry <laughs> Kelly. It's Henry Kelly. Yes. <laughs> Got it in one kind of. It is an excellent line drawing of Henry Kelly. Thank you. It is. I, I mean, quite I, happy. I'll put that up, and I think people will immediately go, "Yeah, yeah, that's Henry Kelly." That oh, that's God. incredible. That is excellent work. <laughs> I love as well the style you've drawn it in, and because it because this is basically it's now in like a cutout on a heart. It does look like a portrait of one of those dating games from the nineteen fifties. Yes, like you know when you open the door and it's like, oh, it's this guy. Bachelor number three. Bachelor number three. Yeah, that's in, that's amazing. I mean, I I will cherish this. Oh yeah, um, you can you can have that up at your desk at work. <laughs> I will people go? Is that Henry Kelly? It is Henry Kelly. It yes. is Henry Kelly. It's not Gordon Burns. Don't mistake He's the two. Mixed up with Gordon Burns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, amazing. So there. So those uh, those are our art attacks that we've done. I massively enjoyed doing mine. I think adults should do art attacks. I think that we've proved that. Yeah, absolutely. So we've seen our art attacks. Now, we did have, very kindly on Twitter, Goob got in touch. and I love when we're quoting people from Twitter, because Facebook and Instagram, they quite often have their real names. I'm going to assume that Goob is their real name. I, I mean, I, I, that's what I'm going to go with. Yep, fine. I, I haven't seen evidence to the contrary. So, okay. And I think you'll really like this. They put, I remember on the bonus features of The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, stay with me. Okay. We're so deep now. <laughs> With, this is like Inception. The bonus features of Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. Two. I already adore this. <laughs> there was an Art Attack episode on how to make a gargoyle door knocker. <gasps> oh, because that was the other one I set you, Will. Yeah. That was the one you were supposed to make. That's the one I was supposed to make, and work, work's been crazy. I didn't get a chance to do it. I am going to do it, because I've got the material, and I really want to make it. Making it end up looking like PVA glue monstrosity, so that was the end of that. Zero out of ten, would not recommend. <laughs> Great series, though. Yes. It is. Well, I do understand the perils of PVA glue, because Neil always makes it look so easy. 
Because, yeah, I think my perception as a child was that you could get any bits of paper, cardboard, plastic, tape, whatever, mash it all together. And then as if by magic, once you had PVA glued and loo rolled over the top of it, it would all come good Mm -hmm. and it would look perfect. I now realise that when he was like mashing bits on and then putting them to the side and then bringing in the one that was perfect, they would have done it neater. Yeah. That's why it looked so much better. But at the time, I just thought, I just thought this solves everything. Loo roll and PVA glue. Why are we not using this, you know, for, for, for everything? You know, <laughs> fix your, fix your leg, fix your house, anything. Just, you know, it, it just makes everything look perfect. It's a perfect building material. It's endlessly moldable and it dries rock hard in two days. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like Neil says, try it yourself. Uh, he does say that. You know, we didn't talk much about his catchphrases. I don't think they were as well established mm. in that first episode, but I'll try and point some out that I I picked up on in the second episode. All right. Well, let's move on then, Liz, to this second episode. So now we're jumping forward to 1993. Yes, Series 5. Series 5. So they're packing these series in. Oh, Yeah. We're only three Rattling years later through. and we've got five series under I our mean, belt. I mean, this was a consistent, you know, I, I don't remember a time when Art Attack wasn't on. And and the thing is, I think it only got more ambitious yeah. with the things it did. And, you know, and I think this thing, when you prove a concept, you can start taking more risks. And this, this does take a few, so this takes a few more risks. Straight off the bat, you've got titles largely unchanged. Neil comes in and he's wearing... A leather jacket, carrying a whip, and kind of wearing a fedora. Yes. Um, He's dressed as Indiana Jones. He is dressed as Indiana Jones. He mentions Indiana Jones. There's no, you know. There's no worry about copyright. There's no worry about being sued. Listen, again on my, I don't think I ever found Neil Buchanan sexy. He's dressed as Indiana Jones and it does nothing for me. I think that's fair. And I I think that's a look that, you know, if, if anybody was sexy, that's a look that would just tip it over the edge. Okay, really? Okay, interesting. That that wasn't in any way a hint. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so no, this one he's talking about um, to make your bedroom feel more like an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, you do a, a stone freeze. That's freeze with an eye. We're straight in. He goes cut a rectangle, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, we're doing it. We're right on it now. <laughs> we're we're on it. We're away, Neil, are we?" And yeah, so he cut out a rectangle. First catchphrase: "Big or small as you like." <laughs> I mean, I feel like I should adopt that into my own my own life. He didn't used to say you can do this whatever size. He used to say big or small. Yes, yes, he did. Very, actually. very inclusive. Big or small. Big or small. Yeah. So he he basically says, "Yeah, draw out on it in." Like he he says, you can put your name, you can put whatever you like, or you can put your dates in Roman numerals. Yeah, he does Roman numeral numerals for nineteen ninety three. God, Roman numerals were difficult up until the year two thousand. Oh, they? yeah. And oh, suddenly it's it all, all shrunk, over the place. Just, just MM, and then since then it's been a breeze. It's been a breeze. Yep. He does those, and then it's the classic technique that we we know we know we're going to PVA and loo roll, mm-hmm. but we're starting off building up this freeze. With he does the letters, you know, with a bit of tape on them, but then he he sticks all kinds of stuff. And so he's got like he says he's got a toothpaste box cut up into you know slices and puts those on, and then 
He's got... He's got some uh, Toblerone boxes along the top. Yes. And my favourite thing, which he, he says, I found this old doll's head, so I've cut the face off it. Yes. Unusually violent for Neil. Yes. Yes, it is. Don't usually get that from Buchanan, do you? <laughs> no. No, but he puts that there and sort of puts some things around it so it looks like a sun and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it looks quite effective, I think. Yeah. Um, but obviously he doesn't do all of that in the moment. He pulls one out and says, you'll have something that looks like this. Yeah, another great catchphrase. Another great catchphrase. <laughs> yes. Um, so he's he's got his ha- the halfway stage, and then he says, now you cover the whole thing in PVA again. He says, equal parts PVA and water. Yes. And it was at this point I remembered that he always used to say about equal parts or two parts PVA, one part water. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what parts were. Right. He never explained the concept of parts to me. It's because you didn't go to live drawing classes, you don't know what parts are. I I know what parts are now. <laughs> Thank you. But genuinely, I didn't know what that meant as a kid. Equal parts. It like, just didn't, just hadn't heard it. Well, this is, I, I, I think I hadn't either. And I think I had to ask, I think, what equal parts meant. And it was, I think the problem is, it's like, even when you say equal parts, without a, a starting measurement for one, yeah. you end up making gallons. Oh, that that was a problem even this week yep. when I made my castle. Is that I was like, right, equal parts. So I put in a bit of water. Never go water first. No. But I was, you know, getting my stuff ready because I wanted to get everything and then sit down. Mm-hmm. So I got my water, went and sat down, and then I was like, right, I'll put glue in this. But of course, the glue doesn't mix straight away, so it just pushes the level of water up. I'm doing all this in a goo ramekin. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly my ramekin's full, too much glue and water. No way I'm going to use all of this. <laughs> it's like when, you, when you're making icing, you've always got to start with the sugar first. Do you? And then add your water bit by bit. Yeah, if you start with the water, you're a fool. <gasps> what sort of icing are you making with water? Do you not make buttercream? No, yeah, but when you, if you make, want to make that like white icing that goes on top of an iced bun. Because I haven't had an iced bun in years. No, iced no. Iced buns are a unique treat delight you can buy them quite cheaply you can but the thing is i i want like if you buy them cheaply they come with a plastic in the plastic packet and that takes all the icing off so what i want is like don't put them at the bottom of the bag will that's even before they've before they've gone into the basket liz they're there and also get to a baker's that's what you need i'm a man in his mid-30s i can't be going around buying a packet of ice buns can you not? No. People look at me and assume I must have kids I'm taking home these ice buns for. Yeah, but that's exactly the right age then, isn't it? <laughs> they don't know that when you get home you're just going to cough, you know, scoff all six. Eight. Eight, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've done this before. Uh, occasionally. Eight ice buns and not a one for your wife. Look, what's, what's wrong with you? Occasionally, you know, when you've been away and a man has needs. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're serving those needs with iced buns. <laughs> if the need is for iced buns, then yes. Right. But when I'm here, you you don't need iced buns. No. <laughs> I think we'll have to examine this later. Will. <laughs> I think what I'm saying is that if you're not here, what I eat goes to hell. Yes. Like, And that's surprising because I don't think I'm a good influence on what we eat. I don't think I've ever said to you, you know, 
don't have that. No, but this is the thing. It's like I think I've done this before. Like if like, if like you've been away or something, and I'm like, okay, I need to make a meal tonight. I go, oh, I can make that. That'd be really nice. And they go, well, actually, it's just for me. That seems like a lot of faff. So I could do this. No, that still still seems like a lot of faff. <coughs> and what I end up doing is like getting like a can of like stag chili con carne and having that in like a, a wrap. See, now your problem there is you should never have had that can in the first place. Yeah, that's true. That's... It's like Frey Bentos. Don't even have it in the house. <laughs> that's then true. you can't be tempted. We learned that the hard way you know, in my last uni house where me and my housemates went through a, a phase of just buying Frey Bentos pies. <laughs> just constantly eating Frey Bentos. I can't Bentos. even see them. I can't even look at one in the eye. They're horrendous. The worst bit is when you take the lid off before you bake them. Is it's it? just this semi-grey... Oh, don't. Don't. I'll, I'll go. I'm going. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on from that. So Neil has got this freeze. He's covered it in PVA and equal parts PVA water. And then he pours sand all over it. Yeah. But he tells us here, don't leave the sand on too long. This this fascinated me because clearly they test these things mm-hmm. and something went wrong. Yeah. But they still put this one out for kids. Yeah. So put, he said, put the sand on for two minutes, mm-hmm. otherwise the sand will soak up all the glue. Yep. You want it on there for two minutes so that enough sand to coat the thing stays on, mm-hmm. but not so much that it soaks all the glue because the whole thing will fall apart. I was like, I, I know, I know that the kids that did this, it went wrong, wrong for them. Yeah, completely. I can just tell. But I seem to remember having at the time doing a similar kind of thing, I think at school, or it might have been, I, I used to go with a friend to like an art club in Gloucester um, on, on a Saturday morning when we were like eight or nine. And it would they would do these kind of art attack things where they'd give you like lumps of clay and be like, okay, make something out of that and we'll fire it in the kiln for you for next week, that kind of stuff. And I'm fairly sure I, I, I did something like this at one point, making like a small single tile version of these. Mm. And yeah, it does tend to like rip all the paper off because it's it's sand. It's a weighty, coarse material. Yes. So he's done that, and then we cut to the gallery where we're introduced to the new head, the proper head that everyone remembers. Yeah. And something that I was looking out for now I'm an adult is that this head has sex written in the hair. Okay, I I forgot to look out for that. I've heard uh, this rumor since I've heard that. I can't not see it. Well, that's the thing. This is a rumour that sounds like it should be one of those myths about Art Attack, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's absolutely gospel because I've looked at I've looked at many many clips and it's always there. It genuinely bold as brass says sex in his hair the whole time we were looking at that, and I don't know anyone that spotted it at the time. No. Nowadays, you know, I've seen it on the internet that people have noticed it, and it uh, yeah. But it's it's not a rumour, it's not made up, it's not for like one, you know, jokey episode. The whole time it said sex in his hair. That to me is crazy. Like, is that a conscious choice to put that in or yeah. is that just a coincidence? I've heard that the people who made the puppet were the people who made the spitting image puppets. Yeah, that makes sense. So they were taking the piss. They were like, <laughs> let's get sex into a kid's episode, a kid's <laughs> show. <laughs> I, of course it's a conscious choice. You don't accidentally write sex in the middle of a character's forehead, do you? No. And this is the thing that Newhead does, 
which is he gives you the recap and then he's got an easel that's spring loaded that throws a miniature version of what he of his own take on it. Yeah. And I remember a lot of these always didn't go well. Yes. Like he'd always say, like, don't forget to stick it down properly. Unlike I did, and then it would flip up and it would all be at the bottom of the frame. Yeah. Um But I can't now that I'm like an adult and I saw these, because at the time I always thought it was just annoying. Mm. But um, especially the one after the Fantasy Castle, because I was making the Fantasy Castle, he makes a really appalling Fantasy Castle that's all higgledy-piggledy. And I thought, actually, it's almost like a sort of encouragement that like yours might not go perfectly, but it won't go as badly as the heads goes. That's you a see? Re- yeah, that's a really good point, because obviously yeah, Neil's a professional artist. He's incredibly talented. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah, so I think when you're a kid, you... You could have that expectation that, oh, mine doesn't look as good as Neil's. I must be rubbish. Yes. And yeah, having the heads being bad is all like a small version or something like that. Yeah, that's a really smart thing to do. Mm, you that see? That hasn't struck me before. That's very, that's very astute. I don't them. know if I knew that they were doing that. Like, certainly at the start, he's just there to sort of break things up. But I did, when I saw it this time, it really struck me. Because, I think because my fantasy castle wasn't going very well. <laughs> I was like, at least I'm not as bad as the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of rumours, though, because that's confirmed. I mean, there's been so many rumours thrown around about Neil Buchanan over the years. They have, and they've all been disproved. They have. No, that's not true. The, right, let's go through them. Let's okay. go through them. All right. Did you ever hear that Neil Buchanan had died? Yes, I heard Neil Buchanan had died multiple times at university it feels like i heard neil buchanan died every other week right so he's he is alive he's fine we're here to tell you he's he's alive and well yes um but yes that did always float around and i think it's just one of those things where because he isn't on tv regularly anymore people felt like they could spread that yeah but no he's fine yeah there was one recently about him being banksy which he had he, he came out and denied yeah but I don't think anyone genuinely believed Neil Buchanan was Banksy. No, I think I, they just think it's fun to say. Yeah, I think that's it's a bit of a wind-up to say it's Neil Buchanan. I mean, the thing is, like, if it, a bigger shock would have been if it was, like, Tony Hart. That would have been a big shock. Well, he is dead. Yes. And not Banksy. The thing is, yeah, they know who Banksy is. And, I mean, yeah, it would, it would be a good one. But I feel like you could get all sorts of, you know, like, saying, I don't know, if you're going to suggest that someone is Banksy, yeah, don't... Don't don't go artist. Go really out there. Who who do you think Banksy is? Like then? I mean, I think you know Prince Charles could be Banksy. If Prince Charles came out and said I am Banksy, I'd be like, that I'm would, impressed. That would be a surprise. That, that would be as surprising as it gets. Yeah, yeah. That that's impressive. You've got to go. Well, that's pretty clever. I mean, how do you get up on top of that chip shop without anyone realizing? The thing is, whoever Banksy is, and I think people do know like yeah. so if, if you really want to find out i think you can find out but it's the same thing as with the stick is it isn't anyone particularly exciting that you know from anything else so as soon as you find out who he is it's just like oh well I don't care about that yeah it's just a guy but if it's neil buchanan then everybody's like oh wow that's awesome <laughs> so that's what that's why that rumor spread not because anyone believes it because yeah. they want it another one uh rumor that went around that neil buchanan's in a heavy metal band Yes. 100% true. Confirmed. Yep. He was in a band before Art Attack mm-hmm. and then is 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 with them still now. I yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marseille, I think they're called. Oh, yes, that's it. That's right. Yeah, Marseille. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, that's completely true. So, yeah, so that these are Neil Buchanan rumours put to bed. 
Yes, those are all your facts now. Yeah. You know everything now. <laughs> so this time now we get a big art attack here. Oh, it's in the middle of the episode this time, isn't it? It is. They stick it in the middle, right. and we've got it first as like a... This is like a skit, and this, I think, became a thing as it went on. These went from just being, here's Neil playing around in the studio to here's Neil doing a skit. Yes, because he's a milkman. Yeah, he's a milkman. It's it's early morning, he's out in a cul-de-sac, he's yawning, and he gets an idea in the end of this cul-de-sac and starts grabbing all the milk bottles. From his milk float. From his milk float. And makes a picture of a of a cow. Did you, when you watched these, try and guess what it would be? Yeah. Because to me, when I watched it now, I was like, it only took about six bottles for me to think it'll be a cow. <laughs> but back then, I used to not figure them out for ages. I know. I think that's the thing. As a kid, you don't. Even though, even when you look at it, you go, well, obviously, he's making it out of milk. He's a milkman. It's going to be something that produces milk. Something milk-related. Yeah, something yeah. milk-related. Ski wear, it's going to be something skiing-related. Yeah, they, you know, they, they are fairly obvious as an adult. But as a kid, yeah, there's a still a sense of wonder about them. I liked this one, though, because I didn't remember it. There are some that I do remember. Like, I remember he did one of a vampire, and he had, like, an all-black floor, and he mm-hmm. poured out, like, salt or garlic granules or whatever it was. I thought that was, like, just so cool, Yeah, the way he put that one together. And, yeah, like you say, there's, like, football players and skiers. Those were always, like, good, but I, I just I didn't used to like those ones as much, where there was loads of materials. There's one I remember which is um, safari animals, which he did actually in paint on a wall. So that's not from above. It's actually on a wall. He does like a giant drawing of like an elephant and like the savannah and things. Oh, I don't remember that. It's quite, an, I think it's a fairly early doors one, but it's, it's, yeah, it's basically just a giant, almost like a mural, which you feel is not quite in the spirit of the big art attack yeah. sort of thing. I have to say, as I was watching him lay out all this milk, I did think, have the, have they paid for all that milk? Is that theirs? Or are they going to lay all that out? And then once they've filmed this, put it all back on the milk float and go and deliver it. Because I don't know why it was being filmed so early in the morning. I just had the feeling that they're going to go, okay, we're done with the milk now, and then just deliver it. And I just go, oh, oh, is your milk a bit warm? Oh, it's strange, that. <laughs> See, now, I, I can believe that. I can believe that to be true. I think I, my thought was, no, it won't be milk. It'll be paint and just them with the caps on. Um, but no, what? it's more likely it's just going to be... That would be so much more difficult than just having just going and buying some milk. It would what be, are you talking about? It's, it's wasteful to have the milk. I don't think they worried so much about waste back then. That's true. It was the 90s, a, a decade of excess. <laughs> yes. Well, it was only just the 90s, wasn't yes. it? We're still living with the excess of the 80s. So we were talking earlier on about the head doing like a, a, a rubbishier version of that. Yeah. So Neil's done this great big art attack with milk bottles, and then the head's talking about it. And he's done one with milk bottle caps, which he's made into the shape of a milk bottle. Which is about as unexciting an art attack as you can get. Yeah. But I think, again, it has that thing of, like, it could still spark a kid to go, I could do something with milk bottles that's better than, uh, milk bottle tops that's better than that. Well, that's it. And I think that's the thing. That bridging the gap to get you feeling like the big art attacks are, 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 are possible, things you can attempt is great. I mean, Nick on Facebook said he was obsessed with the big art attacks. And once made the face of Roald Dahl's Matilda, as drawn by Quentin Blake, out of pogs on his bedroom floor. That is amazing. <laughs> amazing. 
uh, for the reason of I love that it's pogs yep. because all of the, this that we do is about nostalgia. What's more nostalgic than a pog? I don't know. And yeah, I loved Roald Dahl and those Quentin Blake drawings. Isn't... They really like capture something in your brain, don't they? But yeah, I mean, big heart attack, pogs, Matilda. That's like the most nineties thing. Like, yeah, all there. All of that. We're checking so many things. I have all my life. I've wanted to do a big art attack. Yeah, because they they were so wonderful, and they yeah they do like capture your imagination. And it was like a kind of bucket list thing for me to do a big art attack. Likewise. So obviously, it's our hundredth episode. Yes. This is a big moment. We decided. Yes. To do a big art attack. We did. So. <laughs> Because because we're crazy. Yes, because we're crazy. We actually went and we we did a big art attack. We did a, what I would say a medium sized art attack in the end. Yeah, I mean it's still it's I still think it counts. I'm I'm very happy with what we did. Uh, what I'll say is, you know, I had very lofty ambitions, <laughs> and um, I thought I had this idea that I wanted to do art attack for our hundredth episode, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do a big art attack to go along with it. So. People may have seen this when they're listening to this episode because um, we'll put it on social media and whatever, what what yeah. we have done. But basically, we went to go and do it and you, you, you have to downgrade your ambitions as you go <laughs> because, like, we had to get a camera up to film this from, you know, a height. Yeah. And you, you realise you can't do a massive 20-foot art attack without having a camera at a ridiculous height, and we just couldn't, you know. So our attempt at a big art attack isn't perfect, but I'm very happy that we went and did it. Yeah, I mean, I'm incredibly pleased. Please have a look. It's on our social media. Judge for yourselves. Tell us what you think. But I Not think... too brutally. I Not... mean, you know, yeah. you go and do one. You go and do your own big art attack. <laughs> no, I, um, I loved doing it, because as we were on the way, I was like, oh, why are we doing this? We're adults. Why are we giving up this day of our lives to do this? <laughs> Again, I had that thought of what are we doing? But as soon as we were doing it, I was like, this is good. This is fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. I think this is the thing. I, I've watched a lot of like these things and I didn't really attempt that much. Mm. Like I didn't make that many things from Art Attack. I made some bits and pieces from Bitsa. You know, I didn't attempt to make uh, a Thunderbirds Tracy Island with Anthea Turner. No. Um, you know, but I look back now, having done having done these art attacks and having done a big art attack and gone, man, I missed out as a kid. Yeah. I could have been having so much fun doing these. And I think, as an adult, I'm arguably having more fun because I'm much more aware. <laughs> I'm aware of the limitations on my life. This, this is, as a break from the norm, this is just great. Do you know, one of the things that's interesting you said there about Never Made a Tracy Island or whatever, mm-hmm. it's I did... I was thinking of like comparing this with the Blue Peter makes because I was into trying things. And I remember one of the Blue Peter ones was like a hairdressing salon for Barbies. And I wanted to make this because I had a lot of Barbies. Um, people might not think I was into Barbies. I, I was. I, don't, I wouldn't have thought You that. didn't know that? No. I did, have, I did have a lot of Barbies. But I also, I think... I accepted that as a girl, that was my lot to be given Barbies, and then I didn't know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What do you do? I, I was. I, I didn't like walk them around and make them talk to each other. I, I, I thought I had no imagination as a kid, but I just maybe I wasn't into Barbie. Anyway, I wanted to make this hairdressing place for them, and this was on Blue Peter. I just could not collect the amount of stuff 
that you needed. One very specific thing that I remember you needed was um, if you imagine a big tube of poster paint or PVA, the cap that is on it that has like a thing to attach the cap so it doesn't come off, you had to cut off, I think, six of those in order to make the hair dryers. Oh my God, that's... Which it's great. Great shape for a hairdryer, but it's almost like there's no alternative for you. Yeah. So, therefore, my place wasn't going to have any hairdryers because I didn't have any of those. But I collected bits and bobs from, you know, from the, like, recycling and whatever, from the bin at the time, you know, in order to make this and never got there. But Neil never does that to you. He never leaves you high and dry. He never says, you have to have this elaborate set of equipment. Nope. And I think there's something really nice about that, that he's saying, you know, you just make it out of the cheapest things, which are like glue and PVA, or, or, or you can just do things out of paper and pen a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, it gives you these drawing lessons. It gives you like the screaming bookmark, which is just your imagination and some coloring, you know, stuff. And um, this, this, like our last part of the episode, I have remembered my entire life. I watched this at the time and um it starts with that same thing of going to a school and seeing what some kids have done mm-hmm. and they've decorated their own t-shirts um but because they've done it at school they've had like fabric paints and stuff but what neil does here is he has already for you pre-tested a load of materials that you would have at home in order to see how they will stay on fabric like through the wash and whatever else i just think that's so great for kids like they don't have to experiment he tells you what will work and what won't loved it absolutely loved it because yeah who else does that no. Who else? They would tell you, oh, you need to get some fabric paints, you need to get this specific thing. Yeah. And he finds you that alternative. And yeah, made me want to do it. I know. So he goes through and he's like, you know, felt tips will run, poster paint will wash out, acrylic paint will stay. And I remember the one that he said was like, nail varnish will stay on really well, but you can't get all the colours. I remember that so well. And uh, I've, I, I remember it Every time I paint my nails over the bed, um, <laughs> including the one time I painted them, I think a, a green, which I got on our sheets and never came off. So if you are looking to decorate a t-shirt, nail varnish will work spectacularly well, but you can't get so many colours. And yeah, acrylic paint, he said, stays on quite well. Won't go through a boil wash, but stays on. And then he um, he does a design in permanent marker and um, gold gold pen, one of those really big chunky gold pens yeah. with that sound good mm. you know when they, they they're going on they have like that scratchy sound yeah oh that's a good sounding pen <laughs> <laughs> and the thing i really love with this is that he also as well as demonstrating this he tells us that's how he's done all his jumpers for art attack so that art attack logo he says he's done that with like uh acrylics and, and permanent pens and things like that he says that yeah and i think that's just a great little thing because again that is another thing of like look it's not just a, a thing to do. It actually makes usable stuff. Yeah. And, you know, he, he does all the sort of warnings of, like, you know, make sure it's not your best T-shirt. You check that it's okay, with, you know, um, with your parents that, to use that one. But, yeah, the idea that they actually went, you know, let's test a load of stuff that kids will have so that they don't have to buy fabric paints is really, really good. Yeah, I just think there's something so inclusive about Art Attack. It's like... You would never have an art attack episode where you literally couldn't try anything mm. because you didn't have any of the stuff. There'd always be like at least a drawing or you know some just bits of paper that you could cut out that you could do something. Yeah. 
I think that's just one of the great things about this. Can I just say another great catchphrase? He, um, when he's doing a rough version, he'll always tell you, doesn't have to be neat. Yes, he will always say that. Because, which is it I noticed because when he was doing the t shirt, he was like, this has to be neat. <laughs> yeah. I only realised how often he says, doesn't have to be neat, as soon as he was like, this has to be neat, guys. <laughs> Have I missed any catchphrases? Well, there is one that I'd forgotten, but I don't think we've seen in these in these episodes we watched. Um, this is from Dave on Instagram, who said, I used to love the way you would say, scrunch your paper. It was like, scrunch your paper. Oh, yes. He d- yeah, yeah, he does do that. He does Scrunch do. your paper. <laughs> How has somebody, through a message, conveyed that, the way to say that? Well, it's with phonetic spelling, Liz. It's Brilliant. S C R O O N C H, scrunch, ya, y a, yep, paper, p a y p u h. Uh, they've done an amazing job there. Who's Incredible, that? Dave. Dave, Dave well done. be very proud of yourself, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I feel I've done a fairly accurate impression entirely down to your spelling there. Yes, I got it, and I I agree. I I do love the way he says that. Yep. The other thing he does at the end of the episode is he signs off with "Tara." He does sign off with "Tara." Yeah, love it. Tara. We don't say "Tara" enough. We don't. Well, it's it's quite a northern thing, and I think it's you know it's yeah. Certainly, we don't say "Tara" enough down here. We say, "What do you want? Get out! Get out of my pub!" Do we? Will is that what we say? <laughs> is that what we say down here? You've lived down here for about fifteen years, and we say, "Get out!" Yeah, we do. We okay, do say fine. that. Fine. All right. If yep. That's what you want to go with. <laughs> I will. I will. So, Liz, to the question: Art attack. How do you like me now? I was going to say it's the hundredth time you're asking me this question, but it isn't because of the pitch episodes. We've counted those. Mm-hmm. We, we could we could have another hundredth episode when we've done a hundred watches. Yes, that's... but I, I haven't got the strength. <laughs> we've 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 done quite a lot of art attacks and quite a lot of watching art attacks. I absolutely loved it. This is one where you don't forget. Like there's so much that I remembered about it. So many memories of art attack. I knew it was going to be great. I enjoyed going back. I enjoyed doing the art attacks, which was, you know, um, so much fun. I genuinely haven't got a bad word to say about it. No, I mean, I'm I'm with you 100%. I, I think this one, though, I've had a different experience. Like When we've watched things in the past and I've enjoyed them, I've said oh, I'd really go back and watch that. And one or two things I have gone back and carried on watching. This is the first thing to actually, like really light a spark in me yeah i enjoyed doing that bookmark so much right mm. i enjoyed watching these art attacks so much i actually went out the other day and i bought a sketch pad and some pencils oh it's amazing neil would love that neil would i i hope neil knows how much he's actually even as an adult even now like cl- must be like close to 30 years since i watched this mm. I've actually now go. Oh, I still want to pick up and do some do some art. Yeah, because I think everyone should do art. You know, you don't have to do it all the time or do it to, to a great level of skill. You could do it just for fun, just occasionally, just the odd little project. Yeah, I think he does know because I think in interviews and stuff, I've seen him say how many people were inspired to do art because of this show, and I think you couldn't want for any more. You know, for for him to have made this. And made it for so long, it must have been a very, you know, 
a huge part of his life because I know he did other TV, but this mm-hmm. was the one he got associated with. And, you know, even now when he's off at heavy metal concerts, you can see Art Attack fans taking photos with him. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he does know how many people, you know, did art because of because of this. And I think that's just a great thing. Yeah, agree 100%. Well, there we are, Liz. That was Art Attack and... Our 100th episode. Are you pleased that we did that for our 100th episode? I really am. I really I've, am. I get, I've got all the warm, fuzzy feelings about, <laughs> um, which I don't often get. You know, I don't, I don't like to have feelings, but um, <laughs> unless they're negative. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad that we, we watched this, that we did our big art attack, which I hope um, people go and watch if they haven't seen it on social media, because... It was a lot of fun to try and step into Neil Buchanan's shoes. Yeah. And I think we had a new appreciation for how difficult those are to film and to put together. The man's back strength is incredible. But if people think there's not a lot of footage in there of us doing the actual art attack, it's because I I did not want a lot of shots of me rolling around on the floor (laughs) trying to lay out napkins and whatever. Um, He made it look so easy. Did. That bit where he'd walk in and put his arms out and look up to the camera, that iconic moment. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult. I hope um, people will go and have a look at that. I appreciate so much that uh, people have listened. You know, some people will have listened to all 100 episodes. Thank you so much. I'm I'm not that active on social media. I, I watch a lot of random stuff on it, but I don't, um, I don't uh, like... Um, run our social media accounts but you always show me everything that everybody says and i appreciate so much that um the people that listen and tell us that they like the show because i don't think we'd have kept going all of this time if you know people weren't so kind to us yeah thank you everyone for listening and and yeah all uh, such wonderful comments we're not finishing we keep we're gonna keep making it we are definitely keeping going with this absolutely just just a moment to pause and reflect and about how much we've done and how much we appreciate that people have listened to it it's a milestone thank you everyone for listening Thank you, Liz, for being here with me for 100 episodes. Oh, thank you, Will. Putting up with all my nonsense. Oh, no, you're all right. (laughs) All right, and we will be back soon with another episode. Until then, thank you, everyone, and goodbye.